Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Verse 1, it says this, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I'm going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Verse 6, Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. In fact, he says, from now on, you do know him and you have seen him. You do know him and you have seen him. I'm excited about today, excited to talk about Jesus for the next few minutes, and then we're going to worship together. But uh, today we're talking from the six I am statement that we find in the gospel of John. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. Today we're talking from this subject. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Come on, let's pray before we begin. We'll talk about Jesus, and then we'll worship a little bit more at the end. Is that cool? Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for your goodness, for your grace. Thank you for your love with us and toward us. Thank you for this beautiful Sunday. Thank you for every service, every person that showed up. And uh, God, thank you for all these people that have made a decision to follow you already, God. Uh, Thank you for this week coming up. It's an important week, not just here at Calvary in this community, in this family, but God, uh, across the world. Thank you for every church that's preparing to receive thousands and thousands, millions of people around the world. God, we know that a lot of people are coming to church over this next week that never heard about you or that are far from you. I pray right now for every pastor. I pray for every leader. I pray for every dream team across the globe. God, give them strength, give them wisdom, joy, peace. Help us, God, as we help people to see you. God, as we get ready to celebrate the greatest event in the history of the world, and that is Jesus Christ overcoming sin and death for us, Jesus. We're getting ready to celebrate. We pray that you, this week you, you already stir up hearts. God, these seven people that we've written down in our list, we pray for our friends, our family. This is it. This is the week where we invite them and we tell them they're coming with us. And a lot of them know that next Sunday they are, they're getting ready for a, a, an encounter with the living God. And so, God, we pray that you prepare their hearts already. Thank you, God, for your love with us and toward us. We love you, Jesus. It is in your name that we pray and all of God's people say... Oh, come on, all of God's people say, oh, come on, church, can you make some noise for Jesus one more time? Come on, make some noise. I want to talk for a moment about plans, plans. I think a lot of people, we, we plan things out. There are some people that are, are planners. Anybody know a planner, a good planner? They have to plan everything out. Anybody here that you're like, I'm not that good of a planner. Can you, can you raise your hands? Some people are like, what are plans? Never heard of those, right? There's, there's people that plan. I think plans are okay. I, I think to, to some extent, we all plan somewhat our lives a little bit. For example, there's people that, 
that have a five-year plan for their life, right? Those people are not normal, right? But they have a five-year. Anybody in here, you got a five-year plan for your life? Come on. I know Taryn would have a five-year plan. Sam has a five-year plan. That's good. Anybody else, five-year plan? Anybody at least have a one-year plan for your life? You're like, okay, I, I see the next 12 months. We got some of those. I think it's important at least to have a one-day plan for your life. Come on, at least a one-day. Plans are good, right? And I think it's okay to plan a little bit. And maybe you're like, okay, I can't plan five years or a year, but at least you plan somewhat your days and your weeks. In fact, society and technology now is helping us plan a little bit better. We have our phones and tablets and whatnot that have calendars and planners and schedules that help us with our plans, right? It, it's important to plan. I heard this one time that a man that fails to plan plans to fail, right? And, and so it's good to plan. Some, sometimes it's really out of our control, but it's good to plan. And, and, and when plans are going well and your plans are all coming to pass, it's a really good feeling. I say, okay, I, I'm hitting all my plans. I'm knocking out all of my to-do list. And, and that's a good, good thing. But, but I think there's nothing worse than when your plans fail. Like there's nothing worse then when plans are changed and all your plans fail. Has that ever happened to anybody? Come on, like you, you had a plan and it just fell through. There's nothing worse than that. I, I've shared this example before, but I, I'll share it once again. I, I grew up, I was born and raised in Miami. I was born and raised in Hialeah, Florida. Come on, anybody with me? Got some Hialeah people in the house. And born and raised in Hialeah. And uh, I loved my childhood. I had an incredible childhood. Had a good time. Me, my brother, my sister, and my family, my mom and dad growing up in Hialeah. It was, it was amazing. And I went to this elementary school called Twin Lakes Elementary right in Hialeah. And I had a great time. And it was one of those things where all of us, even classmates, we kind of went through all the grades together. Nobody really moved. And so I had all my friends basically through every grade from like pre-kindergarten, first, second, third. We all, like I had some best friends there. I had Ryan. He was cool. And I had Furley. Come on, I remember that name forever. Furley. And me and Ryan and Furley were cool. And fourth grade, went to Miss Sarah's class. And Miss Sarah was the best teacher I've ever had. She was amazing. And, and I think somewhere around third or fourth grade, I, I met my first crush ever, this girl named Monica. And I fell in love in fourth grade, right? Fell in love in fourth grade. I was loving life in Hialeah. It was absolutely amazing. And I'm like, oh my God, I had all these plans, right? I'm like, I love Monica. I'm, I'm going to marry Monica one day, right? And don't worry, babe. I don't know where she's at today. I have no idea. Never. I'm glad I met you. That's what I'm talking about. I'm just glad I met you. But Monica, fourth grade was amazing. And go to fifth grade, sixth grade. And somewhere around sixth grade, I, I'll never forget my parents sitting down with us and said, guys, uh, we're going to start packing up the house because we're moving. We are moving from Hialeah down to Cutler Ridge. You can imagine my world just came crashing and tumbling down, right? Like, like what, what do you mean Cutler Ridge? I don't even like that name. Where is Cutler Ridge? And, you know, nowadays they try to call it Cutler Bay to make it sound better, but Cutler Ridge. And, yeah, we're going to start packing up the house and, and we're moving to Cutler Ridge. So you're, you're going to transfer schools and uh, we're going we're gonna to enroll you into a new, and I remember I was like, no, no, like, no, like, what about Ryan? What about Fur? What about Monica, mom? What about mom? What about Monica? Like, I, I had all my life plans, right? Like, like, I was so upset. Like, I was, I was in the middle of the D.A.R.E. program. I was trying to finish D.A.R.E. Come on, everybody. I'm like, mom, I got to finish D.A.R.E. so I don't get into drugs. Like, come on, you got to let me finish D.A.R.E. Come on, anybody hate a change of plans? Come on. Life just came crashing down. Never married Monica. 
came down to Color Ridge and years later met Diana, my Colombian queen. <laughs> I hope that blessed you. God bless you. Have a great day. <laughs> Change of plans are, are, are extremely difficult. And, and here's the issue, right? Here's the issue. Life is always going to bring a change of plans. Life is unpredictable. Change of plans will happen often, right? The unexpected will happen. All of a sudden, we think our life is going one direction, and, and one day you're going to get some news, and you're going to see that, that life will change really fast for you. I, I didn't have this on schedule. I, I didn't think this was going to happen. And, and, and usually what ends up happening is any single time that there's a loss of plans, there's a loss of peace. Oh, wait a minute. I, I didn't think this was going to happen. Why, 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 is this, why is this occurring in my life right now? And the minute there's a change of plans, peace just leaves. Because it leaves us confused. Like, wait, this is not how I pictured it. And anytime confusion comes, confusion comes to steal your peace. Confusion is not from God. And confusion comes to steal your peace. You're, you, you feel lost, right? Like sometimes we'll wake up and we're like, wait a minute, I, I wasn't expecting that by this day and age I would still be here in my life. Like this is not the way I planned it. This is not the way I pictured it. I didn't think that by, by this age I would still be single. I didn't think that by this time in my life I, I would still be going through these financial moments in my life where I'm still upset and trying to look for a way out of this financial crisis. I, I didn't think that my marriage would end up like this, right? Like we wake up one day, we're like, wait, well, I, this is not the way I planned my marriage. Like, I didn't plan on getting a divorce. I didn't think life was going to end up this way. I, I didn't think I was going to end up with this condition, this sickness to my body. And here I am now. I'm still struggling. Like, this is not the way I pictured my life, God. Well, all of a sudden, there's these change of plans. And, and I'm upset, God. And, and peace begins to leave our life. All right? All of a sudden, peace just leaves. And we get upset. And I want to tell you today that peace does not come from our situation. Peace does not come from our circumstance. Can I tell you that peace does not come from having good plans? Oh, come on. Peace comes from having a good God. Our peace does not come from us having a five-year plan or a one-year plan or a one-day plan. Our peace comes from trusting a God who has a bigger plan and a better plan than you and I could ever imagine. My peace is not in my circumstance. My peace is in my God. I want to tell you, my peace doesn't come from my money. My peace doesn't come from my relationships. My peace doesn't come from who surrounds me. My peace comes from trusting in the God that loves me, in the God that's for me. He's got me in his hands, and as long as he's got me, I'm going to be okay, and my peace is going to be all right. Can I tell you that if your peace is in your circumstances, your life is going to be unstable? If your peace is in your circumstances, life would be unstable, but if your peace comes from God, nothing will be able to shake you. And here's what I want to tell you today. Here's what I know, that if you can give up control, you can have peace in your soul. If you give God the absolute control of your life, you can have peace in your soul. And this is why Jesus shows up, right, in the midst of confusion, 
in the midst of loss, in the midst of grief, and he says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Are you confused? Are you hurt? Are you crying? Do you feel alone? Get to know the way, get to know the truth, get to know the life, that when our plans don't work out, oh, come on, in his hands, they will always work out. Today, maybe you're in here saying, Alex, I came in here today. I'm getting ready for Easter. Somebody invited me. This is your first or second time. You're saying, I'm lost. I'm confused. Life has been difficult. Listen, there's one who has a bigger plan and a better plan for your life. Come on. His name is Jesus. Can we give him a big hand? Come on. Give Jesus a big hand. Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life in John chapter 14. I love this I am statement from Jesus. We've been reading John's gospel, and John's gospel is one of my favorite. Like I said, he's, he was Jesus' best friend, and for three and a half years, lived with Jesus, laughed with Jesus, did life with Jesus, and, and he writes these statements that Jesus said during his life, and, and I love this series. We've been looking at every single one. We, we saw him say he was the bread of life. We, we saw him say he was the light of the world. We saw him say he was the door or the gate, and we also heard about Jesus being divine. And today he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I think it's important that we went through these weeks looking at Jesus. Because I think the better you see Jesus, the better you can be like Jesus. Like, like I think there's a lot of people that, that claim to follow Jesus, but they act nothing like him. Like, you know what I'm talking about? Like, 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 like I love Jesus, I'm a believer, but your life looks and, and your, your acts are nothing like Jesus. Like, like, there's people who claim to be Jesus followers, but they look down on people. People that come from different backgrounds or different social economic status or, or people that come from a different race. And, and they're just demeaning, condescending. And I'm like, wait, that doesn't look like Jesus. If you were to study the life of Jesus and if you saw him, a little bit better, then maybe you can be like him a little bit better. As a church, we just said, let's see Jesus clearly, who he is. And he says all these statements, and we've been learning so much about Jesus. I've absolutely loved it. And here in John chapter 14, he says this next I am statement, all right? Now, now when Jesus, in John chapter 14, when Jesus says this, this is Thursday night. Like, this is the Thursday night before what we call now Good Friday, which wasn't going to be a Good Friday for Jesus. It's Thursday night. He's gathering with his disciples. He's like, hey, let's go to an upper room. And John chapter 13 through 15 is the whole discourse, what, it, what Jesus does and says in the upper room. He tells the disciples, like, hey, go find this room. We're going to have Passover meal together. And, and they go up to this room, and they're hanging out on Thursday night together. And, and they're there, and they're having a good time. They're singing praises. They're, they're eating pita chips and hummus. And they're all hanging out. And, and Jesus just, he knows deep down in his soul, like, there's some bad news coming. Like what's up ahead, it's not going to be very cool for Jesus. It's not going to be a whole lot of fun over the next 24 hours for the life of Jesus, right? Like they're in the upper room and, and the disciples, they're clueless. Like Jesus has been telling them for weeks now, like, hey, I'm, I'm going to die. I, I am going to die. And, and they've been clueless. Like they're in the upper room. And while Jesus is here getting ready to get arrested, betrayed, beaten, and crucified, the disciples are playing a game called who's the greatest, <laughs> right? Like they're all around the table and, and they start discussing amongst themselves like, hey, when Jesus gets the throne, I'm going to sit at his right. Oh, it's going to be amazing. I got the biggest throne. Oh, I already, got, I already know what it's going to look like. And Peter's on the other side. He's like, no, you don't know. I'm getting that throne. You, you ain't sitting next to Jesus. I'm sitting next to Jesus. And here they're arguing. He's like, man, drop that Peter. You don't know what you're talking about. And they're arguing between one another. Jesus is sitting there like, you, you guys are clueless as to what I'm about to go through. In fact, they're talking about who's the greatest. And Jesus, 
in the middle of this decides to give them a lesson. He grabs a towel, he goes down on his knees, and he begins to wash your feet. You remember that? Isn't it crazy? Jesus is getting ready for suffering, and yet still he's serving. Which shows me that you can be in suffering and still serve. So many people are like, I can't serve nobody right now. I can't be on Dream Team. I can't help out on Easter. I can't really help out the church because I'm going through a moment right now. I'm going to take a season to just sit down because right now my heart is not right. And when I get right, then I'll get back. Sir, here we have Jesus about to be crucified. And he gets down on his knees and he's still washing feet because you can suffer and still serve. He's about to go to the cross and he's still serving the disciples. Like, this is Jesus. This is our savior and he's trying to give them a lesson and, and all of a sudden like jesus in the upper room after they had passover and all that like like he begins to drop bad news after bad news after bad news john chapter 14 right is, is when he's getting ready to tell them because right before he says okay i got some news number one somebody in here is going to betray me and they're all like oh my god what this is crazy jesus i didn't think it was going to be like this what number two um, they're going to strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. All of you are going to leave me. No, no, Jesus, this isn't right. No, and you know, you got Peter who always has a big mouth. I will never leave you. <laughs> Maybe them, but not me. And he's like, uh, Peter, I got more bad news. Before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. What? And then he says, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. And where I'm going, you can't come for now. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like, this is the point in the party where the DJ stops, like, playing the music. The pita, like, all the pitas drop. Everybody, like, turns to Jesus, like, what? Change of plans. Like, this is not the way we thought this was going to go. What do you mean? Yeah, like, one of you are going to betray me. Another one of you are going to deny me three times. I'm leaving somewhere. You can't go. And they're going to strike the shepherd, and all the sheep are going to scatter. No, no, Jesus, no. This is not the way it was supposed to go. Like, like, remember what the disciples just saw four days earlier. It's Thursday night, but remember on Sunday, what we call now Palm Sunday, which is today, Jesus was coming in on a donkey into Jerusalem, and thousands of people came out with palm leaves before Jesus, and they were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna on the highest. The disciples thought they saw a glimpse of what they were about to go into. <laughs> this is Jesus! <laughs> amazing he's about to go to jerusalem we're gonna take down rome and he's the messiah he's gonna put he's gonna set up his kingdom i'm gonna be on his right my boy to his left what? and jesus is like no like it's, it's not it like i'm about to die where i'm going you can't go yet you guys are all gonna scatter one of you is gonna betray me another you could deny me three times change of plans the disciples they're full of grief they're troubled, they're upset, and right after he drops all these bad news, the very next thing Jesus tells them, in John chapter 14, he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. I want to move forward, but I just really believe that's for somebody here today. Don't let your heart be troubled. I don't know what you're going through, I don't know what you're up against, don't let your heart be troubled. I, I, I just gave you all, this, all of this bad news, everything that's about to happen. But here's what I know. Don't let your hearts be troubled. In fact, in the original, in the Greek that the Bible was written in, the literal translation is stop, don't let your heart be troubled. Jesus is basically saying control your heart. 
which shows me you can't control what's happening on the inside. A lot of times you can't control your situation, but you can control your spirit. You can't control what's happening on the outside, but you can control how you respond with what's happening on the inside. Oh, he says, stop, control, stop. Do not let your hearts be troubled. I know life doesn't look pretty. I know it hasn't worked out the way you wanted. I know you had plans. I know, I know you thought that life was going to be different. But for a moment, I know you're upset. And I just want to tell you, don't let your hearts be troubled. I'm about to go to the cross. And on Friday night, we're going to talk about the cross. And we're going to talk about the blood of Jesus. I'm about to go to the cross. And you guys thought this was going to look different. It's not going to look the way you planned. But I have a better plan for you, and I have a better plan for us that is bigger and better than you ever imagined because I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Like, like just imagine how the disciples, like the, the disciples must be upset. They've left everything to follow Jesus. Some of them left their fishing careers. Some of them were tax collectors and left that behind to follow Jesus. And now he comes to change all these plans on us. I, I've, I've banked on this for the past three years, and now you're changing plans on me. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. How's your heart? How's my heart when we have a change of plans? Do not let your hearts be troubled. He says, in my father's house, there's many rooms. And I go and prepare a place for you. And if I go, it means I'm also coming back for you so that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way that I'm going, right? Jesus says this beautiful statement. The disciples are all there looking at Jesus. And all of a sudden, <laughs> Thomas, they call him Doubting Thomas in the Bible because he often spoke about stuff that he had no idea about. He's like, God, I have no idea. In this very moment, he plays the same part again, right? He, I can just imagine they're in a group, and, and Thomas is looking around like, like do you guys get this? Because I... I Jesus, question, no, we don't know the way, <laughs> no, no, we're lost, like, how could we, like, you're always speaking in riddles, we ask questions, you speaking questions back, like, no, Jesus, no, we don't know, like, we don't know, and Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life, you know the way, you've been with the way, you've known the way for the past three years, you've walked with the way, beaten with the truth and you've hung out with life eternal life maybe you don't understand it yet but I'm telling you I am the way I am the truth and I am the life everything that you're doubting and troubled about I am I am the way for your life I'm the truth that will never ever change and I'm the life that can fill you eternally I know you got questions in your mind. I know you have doubt on your heart. I know life doesn't look the way you and I plan sometimes, right? Like circumstances will change overnight. All it takes is one phone call and life will change. And I can just hear Jesus saying, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Doubt is going to come fear is going to want to creep inside of your heart but I need you to believe and I need you to trust that I am the way I am the truth and I am the life everything else in life is unpredictable and will change but there's one thing that will remain forever I am the way 
I am the truth and I am the life. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. I love Jesus. He tells them this powerful statement so that their hearts are no longer troubled. Because the next few hours for them are going to be tough. They will scatter. They will deny. They will go back. But these words will forever ring in their minds as later on John wrote this gospel and he writes down, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. I'm going to finish with three little things. I got just a few minutes. Three things really quick that I think this will help us with as Jesus says this. Number one, we need to believe in his presence. Oh, come on. It's the presence of Jesus. He says, you believe in God, believe also in me. In other words, he's saying, you've believed in God for a long time. In fact, your forefathers is basically what he's saying. Your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they've all believed in my father, though they could not see him. For a moment, you will not see me, but you still need to believe in me. And so a lot of us, what happens is that we start doubting the moment we don't see. Like, wait a minute, I don't see Jesus in this. Can I tell you that the presence of trouble doesn't mean there's an absence of Jesus. Just because there's trouble in my life and just because there's a crisis in your life doesn't mean that Jesus is not there. He's telling them the way, the truth, and the life. He's basically saying, I'm going to be with you forever. You need to trust and believe in my presence. I'm going to go with you wherever you go. I will walk with you. I'm, I'm not leaving you forever. I just have to go prepare the way for you. He was talking about the cross burial and resurrection. Like I'm, I'm going to go prepare and open up a way for humanity through my blood and through my death, which is what we're talking about on Friday night. Because of what Jesus did, we now have entrance. This is why the curtain ripped open because Jesus, when we couldn't get to God, come on, he came down to us and he made a way when there was no way. You need to believe in my presence. I'm, I'm going to be with you. Like I'm not going to leave you. I, I'm always going to be with you. Our faith doesn't come with what we walk through. Our faith comes on who we walk with. I'm walking with my Savior. Oh, I got trust and belief that Jesus, he's with me. And that having Jesus is more than enough. My plans may not have worked out. Life doesn't look the way I wanted it, but, but he's with me. He's with me. I'm going to believe in his presence. He is the way. He says, I'm the way the truth and the light. Like there is no other, like you want life, you want peace, you want joy, you want happiness. You're not going to find it in no other way but my way. You want access to the Father, you want relationship, you want eternal life. It only comes through Jesus Christ. There is no other way to the Father except through Jesus and Jesus Christ alone. He's the only name that saves. He's the only name that heals. He's the only name that will give you life forever. Believe in his presence. I'm with you. He says, I, I, I'm going now to prepare a place for you, and then I'm coming back for you so that where I am, you may be also. Number one, believe in his presence. Number two, you need to trust in his promises. You and I, we need to trust in his promises. I think what happens a lot of times is that we're more, fo more focused on our problems than we are on our promise. It's easy to focus on our problems. I'm going through a tough moment right now. I'm, I'm going to only focus my eyes on this problem but Jesus is like no you, you need to remember what I'm telling you he's giving them a promise and he wants them to never ever forget the promise this is one of the greatest promises he says I, I'm gonna go prepare a place for you 
My father's house has many rooms. And I'm going I'm to go prepare it. And if I go, that means I'm going to come back. Like, I'm not going to leave you forever. I'm going to come back so that where I am, you may be also. Right? The greatest promise that Jesus is making to his disciples and to you and I today is that this is not our home. But that he's making a greater and a better home for you and I. I want to tell you today, church, and this is what we're going to talk about next Sunday. We're going to celebrate that death is not final. Death has been defeated. In fact, next Sunday, it is the death of death. Death had the keys and death had the ultimate victory until Jesus Christ came and said, death is no longer a master. Death is no longer finality. Now I, I have life and life everlasting because of what Jesus Christ did. And he says, death is not final. Like this body that we're living in, it is just a shell. There's life after this life. There is life after this side of eternity. Oh, this shell, you can fix it up as much as you want. You can tighten it. You can go get bow tie. You can do whatever you want. This shell is going to pass away. <laughs> this shell eventually is going to pass away. And when we, when we all of a sudden bring down this tent on the other side, we're going to take our first breath in eternity. And if you know Jesus, you're going to be with Jesus forever and ever and ever. Jesus is saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I'm going to my father's house. I'm going to go prepare a place for you. I'm going to come back so that we can be together forever. And maybe you're in here like, Alex, heaven is not for me. I've messed up too much. I've done too much wrong. There's no way I'm getting into heaven. People have told me that. Oh, there's no way God wants me. I've done too much wrong. Can I tell you, heaven is not a place for good people. Heaven is a place for forgiven people. Oh, come on. There is no person that is good enough to deserve heaven on your own. We're getting into heaven because of the way, because of the truth, and because of the life. My good works can't get me into heaven. Jesus is the one that gets me into heaven. Oh, we've been forgiven by grace. Oh, it's because of forgiveness that Jesus offers that we're going to heaven. You can have that forgiveness today. Heaven is hope for the heart. Heaven is our home. And a lot of people are wondering about heaven, like what's heaven gonna look like? Like people ask that question all the time. Like, is it gonna be rainbows? Can I float on a cloud all day? Like, like I, oh my God, it's gonna be amazing. Like Gold Street, Alex, you think my dogs are gonna be there? I want my puppies up there. Like, I, I don't know what's gonna be in heaven. Like I know for sure cats won't be there, but I don't know about dogs. Like, like everybody's wondering about heaven. Can I tell you, heaven, more than being about a place, heaven is about a person named Jesus. Heaven is not just a place. Heaven is a person, and his name is Jesus. It's being with Jesus, seeing Jesus, walking with Jesus forever and ever. That's heaven. And he's saying, I'm, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm coming back. I know you're troubled. I know you're worried. I know you're, you're scared. I know you're afraid. But whatever happens on this side of eternity, I'm going to work it out. On the other side, there's a better place where there's going to be no more tears, no more sickness, no more pain. And we're going to live forever and ever together. I'm going to go prepare a place. I'm going through the cross. I'll be down in the grave. Then I'll resurrect. Believe in his presence. Trust in his promises. Third and finally, you can rest in his providence. Life doesn't work out right now. Like Life is looking nothing like you planned it rest like rest in his providence maybe you've never heard that word before and we don't use it often but 
The providence of God literally means his care and his guidance in our life. Actually, one of the root words that providence come from literally means to know the end from the beginning. Rest that God knows your destination before you ever get there. He, he's guiding your life. Like he's, he's walking you through. Right now, if, if you're going through a moment that you don't understand, that you don't get, that you're like, this is crazy. I, I never thought I would go through this. I never thought I would walk through it. You can rest in his providence, that he's got you, that he will never let you go, that he's watching over you, and that he's watching over me. Come on, if he takes care of the lilies in the valley, if he takes care of the birds in the air, for sure he's going to take care of you, and for sure he's going to take care of me. Let's stand up on our feet all across this place. He's the way, he's the truth, and he's the life. I'll finish with this verse, and you can... Just think about it for a moment. Romans chapter 8, if we can put it up, verse 28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Those of us who follow Jesus, who know Jesus, God is basically saying, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to work it out. You're going through a moment that you don't understand. Right now, you're in a situation that you never thought or imagined you'd be walking through. Like, I'm going to work it out. I'm going to work it out so that it's for your benefit and your good. For those of us who are called according to his purpose. Come on, with every eye closed, every head bowed. In fact, why don't we do something just for a moment? Can we lift up our hands all across this place? Oh, maybe there's somebody in here that you got a little bit of unrest in your soul. Maybe there's somebody in here you got a little bit of worry and anxiety and stress. And, and you're saying, Alex, life hasn't turned out the way I thought it would be it. And I never thought I would be in this situation. I never thought I would be in this circumstance. I thought by now for sure my life would look different. And, and this is not the way I pictured my life at 14, 15, 16. And, and I thought by, by now my life would be way different. And, and there's unrest in your soul. I want you to hear the words of Jesus saying, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. He's got you. He's got you. Is there doubt? Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Father, we thank you that you're a good God. We thank you, Jesus, that you love us, that you will care for us and guide us all the days of our life. And though sometimes life looks like it's crazy and though sometimes there's change of plans, God, we know that in, on your end, there's never a change of plans. God, we thank you for your providence. God, we thank you for your promises. And God, we thank you for your promise. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your presence with us and toward us that you are always with us. Jesus, we love you for the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus. Jesus, we know that your name is power. And right now we speak the name of Jesus over our life, over our circumstances, over our heart, and over our soul. Come on, with hands lifted, can we sing it out? What a powerful name. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand against. Come on, with every hand lifted. What a powerful name. Come on, can we sing it out? The name of Jesus. You have no rival. You have no Yours is the kingdom. Yours is the glory.
on, can we have every hand lifted? Every eye closed. Come on, I just really believe that the presence of Jesus is in this place. Oh, come on, we got just a couple of minutes. Come on, can you just lift up your hands? Can you begin to talk to Jesus right there where you're at? Come on, don't be afraid to lift up your voice. Jesus, we thank you. Jesus, I pray that you begin to minister to every heart and every soul represented. Come on, somebody begin to open up your mouth and talk to Jesus and just tell him thank you. Come on, with hands lifted, tell him, I, I know you got me, God. Oh, I'm going to believe in your presence. I'm going to trust in your promises. I'm going to rest in your providence. Are you tired? Are you confused? You don't have peace. You're anxious. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. I am the way. I am the truth. And I am the life. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, come on. It's not Easter Sunday yet, but we can lift up our voices and tell them, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody begin to just say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your blood and thank you for the cross. Thank you, Jesus, that you overcame sin and death. Thank you that you're alive and thank you that you give me a promise I can hold on to. Thank you that I know I'm on the right path. I, I'm on the way. I know the truth and I have life. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, with every eye closed, every head bowed. If you're in here today and you say, Alex, I don't know Jesus. Maybe you're in here today and you're saying, Alex, I'm far from God. I, I don't have a relationship with God. I got some issues in my life. I've messed up. I've done too much wrong. I know that I've sinned and I know that I'm a sinner. Maybe there's some of you in here and additional seating or watching online that say, Alex, I don't, I don't have a relationship with God. I feel far and distant from God. In fact, maybe you're here and you're saying, Alex, God, he probably wants nothing to do with me. I've messed up too much. The bottom line is all of us are sinners. There's not one perfect person in this place. I've sinned, you've sinned. The Bible says that all of us are sinners. And our sin, it separates us from God. But God loved us so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus. That's what we're talking about on Friday. He carried the sins of the world on his shoulders to go up on a cross. On that cross, he gave up his life for you and for me. Jesus died for you and he, he died for me for our shame, for our guilt, for our sins. He was dead for three days. After three days, oh, one beautiful Sunday morning, he resurrected from the dead. That's what we're celebrating next Sunday. I believe that Jesus, he's alive. And today he's offering you new life. If you're in here today, come on, I'm going to ask the entire church, every eye closed, every head bowed, nobody looking around in a moment of privacy and concentration. If you're here today, you say, Alex, I, I don't have a relationship with God. I'm far from God. But if you're in here and you say, Alex, I want forgiveness for my sins. Alex, I want a brand new beginning, a brand new start. Today, I, I, I want a life with Jesus. While every eye is closed, while every head is bowed, I'm going to count to three in just a moment. When I count to three, I want you to raise your hand really quick. If you're saying, Alex, I need Jesus today. I want a brand new beginning, a brand new start. Whether you're here in additional seating or watching online, you just raise your hand. Number one, I'm going to see you so I know who I'm praying for. And number two, I believe God has seen you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to hand you a mic. None of that. Every eye closed. Every head bowed. Nobody looking around. At the count of three, raise your hand. Just hold it up for a few seconds so that I can see you. One, two, 
three. Raise your hands all over this place. If you need Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I see you. God bless you. I see 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 you. Amazing. Anybody else? Just raise your hand all the way back there. I see you. Amazing. 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 Father, we thank you for all these hands. Thank you for every single person making a decision today to follow you. Jesus, I pray that right now you seal it with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to say a simple prayer, and I want all of us to repeat this prayer after me. If you raise your hand, say this out loud. Say this with all you got. Say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Come on, say, Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God, that you died for me, and on the third day, you resurrected. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. From today on, I'm forgiven, I'm saved, and I'm healed. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Oh, come on, Calvary. Can we give a big, big celebration? Come on. Come on, let's put our hands together. Come on.